Mary Magdalene, who was she? How do you imagine her? We know about rumors about her, generally scurrilous and now discredited, and we know her from all four gospels. She's mentioned 114 times, more than any other disciple. She travels with Jesus from Galilee to Jerusalem, one among many other women, Luke tells us. But unlike most of the named women, she's not described as the mother or wife or sister of anyone. We know of no family members. She is someone who Jesus healed. She features in some other early texts, but they're not part of what becomes the mainline story. She is a witness of the resurrection in all the Gospels, and in each she is named first. Mark has Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome at the tomb. Luke gives us Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and other women. Matthew kind of gives up. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. If we sense the presence of, of Mary in this story, the other, the other women in this story today, it's only in Mary's first words to the disciples. They have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they have laid him. For John's focus is all on Mary Magdalene. He gives us this jewel of a story her encounter with Christ in the garden, and into it he interweaves the experiences of Peter and the other disciple, the disciple that Jesus loved. He begins it all with Mary. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed. She runs to tell Peter and the other disciple, traditionally thought to be John. The body has gone. What? Bewilderment, intensity of feeling, they have to know. They run to the tomb. And the next chunk is all about them, and it's very precise. It doesn't flow, but every detail counts. They ran two abreast. The other outran Peter, bent down, saw the wrappings, but didn't go into the tomb. Then Simon Peter came following, and he went in. He saw the linens lying there, and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who got there first, went in, and he saw and believed. They did not yet understand the scripture, that Jesus must rise. Now these verses have often been read as signaling Peter's leadership of the church, with John representing the worshipping side of the church, the religious life. But I suspect that that reading comes out of our tragic conflicts in the church. My question is, when the beloved disciple looked in and saw and believed, what did he believe? They didn't know the scripture, etc. Well, when I was on my ministry course, there was a question on the, up on the screen one night does Christ have one nature or two? One, said my heart. The orthodox answer is one person, two natures, fully human, fully divine, Nicene Creed. But don't panic. The Council of Chalcedon in 431 
attempted to draw the line on the controversy and did a pretty good job. Christ's two natures are unconfusedly, immutably, indivisibly, inseparably united. <laughs> now, I'm glad they left those paradoxes sitting there. Some things you can't nail down. What did the instinctive know came from to the idea of two natures? From a faith relationship that can grow like a wee seed. And Jesus has a lot of stories about wee seeds. It can grow from running into Jesus, from his radical challenge of the way things are, his living and dying in the utter consistent belief that they can and will be different, his loving and free acceptance of people of all kinds who turn to him, and from those unexpected moments of gift, when there's like a sudden beam of sun you just feel on the side of your head, not to be held onto like a magic proof and not to be denied. What happened inside John when he stepped into the tomb? Maybe he just knew that this thing with Jesus wasn't over yet. He thought it was, and it wasn't. We're outside the area of certainties and proof, but all our knowing isn't bounded there. It's made of thinking, feeling, intuition, imagination, our senses. Important decisions are whole person things. We privilege the provable and repeatable, and there are good reasons for this. It stops us from burning witches. But it's a narrow kind of knowing, and it damages us and our relationships with people from other cultures when we press it into regions where it doesn't belong. The commandment is love with all our mind and heart and soul and strength. And there's a wisdom in that about what the whole person is. What do you think John sees and believes? I remember when I was a child, maybe 12, pressing my Irish grandmother about miracles and the afterlife. It was a very religious family, both sides. And she said, you know, Pauline, if there were nothing after this life, it's still worth it to be a Christian. And I believe that. And I was grateful that she was honest in her answer to me, a child. And you know, I'd have understood then if she hadn't been. But something more than that is here. Something connected with Yannick and Jane's rap on the Stations of the Cross over there. You've got to let me inside, sharing your soul. Then we can grow together, you and me becoming whole. So the men go back to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look inside the tomb. She sees two angels in white. But unlike the angels in the other three Gospels, they don't tell her the news. They don't say, you're looking for Jesus, but he isn't dead, he's risen. They're not a message, a sign. They ask her a question. Woman, why are you weeping? And as her gaze turns inward, she senses someone's presence and turns round. The gardener. If you have taken him away, tell me. I'll come and get him. And you know what happens. He calls her name and she answers. 
We're coming to this moment when John completes the curve of his narrative of the incarnation with his account of the ascension. It began with, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Now the one who has walked the human road and suffered with us tells Mary what's happening. Don't hold on to me, because I've not yet ascended to the Father, but go and tell my brothers and sisters that I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Resurrection and ascension as one to my Father and your Father to my God and your God. It was the Father a second ago. The barriers of fear, guilt, the anxiety of certainties and uncertainties have dropped, mine and yours. The disciples have Jesus with them, but not as before. They won't be sitting down saying, right, let's go to Galilee now and stay at Peter's, or no, up the hill to Bethany, it's nearer. But they will meet him at the turn of the road, on the beach, and often they won't know him at first. The moment with Mary Magdalene is tender on both sides. Jesus is in a sort of transition. You know the, um, the Star Trek experience, the crisis, the rush to the transporter room, Kirk and Bones standing on the circles, coming and going, the power flickering, But the moment of desolation is over, and the fear and hiding behind closed doors. The disciples now will start remembering the teachings and experiences, the mountain experience of the transfiguration, the promised spirit. As he asked her to do, Mary Magdalene went and told his brothers and sisters, I have seen the Lord. Can we hear her voice? Let's, let's be with Mary in the garden just for a moment. I held back under a cypress tree, and Peter and John went into the grave. I saw them lifting the cloths. It was still cold, but at the horizon, a thin low cloud was fringed with light. I smelt the sap ooze. I called in my heart for the sun to stop. It was dark when I came first into the garden and dark when I ran for the others. Let it stay so. Let them go. Wait, wait. Still my heart. Alone now. Empty. Light. Resin. Light. There is someone in the garden. Where, where, if you have moved him? He said my name. Him, not him, him. I have called you by name. You are mine. Don't, don't. Move, go. Run, tell. Why can't I move? Tears, dust, a pattern of grass on my palm. 
Somebody waters this garden. I have called you by name, tree there, standing now 